Love Talk Radio. Get you on right now. Yeah. That's right. I need you to turn your speakers up now. Let's go. Passing the music to movies all in the above. It's all good. We got it. Everybody, welcome back to another exciting hour of Infinite Love Talk Radio. We are your hosts, Doug and Jackie, and we are hanging with you for the next exciting hour right here on Blog Talk. You guys know that this is our favorite place to be every Saturday. You can join in on the conversation anytime throughout the show by calling us at 347-215-8305 or by going into our chat room throughout the entire show. Now we have been getting emails, Okay. And, yes, our show is regularly on at 5 o'clock every Saturday. But lately, you know, with our book and all our many projects, we had to move it around a bit. So we just want to make sure you guys know that's only temporary, and we will be back on every Saturday at 5 o'clock. Ever heard the old saying, everybody, that everything that glitters is not gold? Well, today we open up the floodgates and expose the truth about money, power, and the ultimate and sometimes elusive thing called fame. We are also discussing ways to raise self-esteem and self-awareness without falling prey to all that is. Oh, my God, and you guys know what that is. And I see the call lines lighting up, everybody. You just joined right on in the conversation. I'm going to be bringing you on live. Um, We want to begin today with the fact that, first and foremost, we all must trust in the fact that the old saying, all money ain't good money, it's, in fact, very true. And I think you guys all know that. Honey, what's your thoughts on that whole thing, that all money ain't good money? Well, I would have to definitely agree with you because a lot of the times people look at money and they're willing to do anything and everything to get it. And that just, with me, doesn't always sit right because you have to stay true to something. And and most of the time I would have to say you have to stay true to yourself, true to God, true to the things that you truly believe in, and don't worship money over any and everything else. Now, when it comes to your family, sometimes you might have to step out of your realms to make sure that you're supporting and being able to support your family financially. And when those times come, well, you have to weigh whatever it is. But when it comes to just trying to get fame and trying to be uh, rich and famous, those are the times that I think that uh, you have to look at all money ain't good money. That's right. And you heard what my husband said. All and This is the saying, you guys. Have you ever heard of that saying that everything that glitters may not be gold? Today we are talking about fame, money, and power, and what it really means. We're opening the floodgates and just kind of discussing that. We also got a special guest that we're going to be bringing on to the show that I forgot to tell you guys about, so you got to stay tuned um, for that. It will be a little later on in the show. 
That's right, baby. Now, coming in also, we have how you choose to feel about yourself is totally up to you, and it depends on your self-talk. So try um, all that you can do to uh, speak love to yourself and self-acceptance uh, to yourself at all times. If you can do these type of things, you'll be able to accomplish so much more. And, and when saying that, I'm saying get out the negative self-talk. Think more on the positive realms, even when maybe something that you're trying to accomplish doesn't go through, that's okay because inside of that there's always something that's positive, something that's good. It's just up to you to see it because if something that you do, you, you're not able to accomplish it, just try to go around a different door. When one door closes, another door opens. Most definitely, you guys. And on that note, I want the ladies out there to check out this. I know you guys are familiar with this. This is Bobby Kenzie, one of our artists. Here you go. That was just a little episode. I wanted you all to know out there, ladies, we're all beautiful. We all are special. That's what that song is. And you guys know this is Black History Month as well. And I want everybody to go and check it out. Go to colorgirl.com and definitely check that song out. You don't have to buy it, but just listen to it. Let it resonate with you. Next we have Lift Yourself Up by Believing in You and not comparing you or your talents or looks with anyone or anything else. Make sure you are lifting yourself up by believing in yourself. Um, we talk a lot about inspiration, uplifting, um, self-image, self-esteem on this show, and today ain't no different. Remember, if you lift your own self up, then the confidence that you're looking for and that you're seeing in other people, you'll have it within yourself, right, babe? Oh, baby, you hit it right on the head. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Now, that goes right into the golden rule. Treat others the way that you want to be treated. And the other saying that goes right along with that is what goes around comes around is so very true as well because they go hand in hand. If you're treating people the way that you want to be treated, well, when it's time for everything to come back around to you, you or you talk about that karma, it's going to go and it's going to tilt on the good side for you usually. And even sometimes when you maybe can't see that good, that's what I talked about earlier, is the fact that you find that thing and when one door closes, another one opens and it did it for a reason. So make sure that you are on top of your golden rule, treating others the way that you want to be treated. Most definitely, you guys. And remember, we're going to recap these four real quick. 
trust in your facts that the old saying, all money ain't good money? Yes, how you choose to feel about yourself is totally up to you. Lift yourself up. And the golden rule, treat others the way that you want to be treated. Most definitely, you guys. Now let's talk about the things that affect one's self-esteem directly. You know, money. You know, we all read about the stars and how much money they're making and truckloads of cash and all of that kind of stuff, and that's constantly put into our faces every day, right? Well, um, you can't help but feel a little envious at times. I know we all go through it. It's not envious towards the person, but it's like, why can't it be me? I can't have that, you know, but it's better to look at the glass half full than half empty. And so what we're talking about today is just we start with the topic of money because, remember, the show is about money, power, and fame, what it really means, and we're opening the floodgates and discussing it. The call lines are lighting up. You guys can feel free to just sit back, enjoy the conversation, or jump right on in. Um, We talk a lot on this show about this and the fact that, you know, all money isn't good money, and if you're making it, whatever you make, make sure you're living within your means. If it's just minimum wage and you're able to afford your rent and able to afford your bills and buy yourself a little something nice, feel appreciated, be appreciative of that because there's a lot of people in other countries and different places suffering and all they ask for is food to eat, uh, you know, diapers for their child, um, medicine because of they, they're sick. So definitely appreciate whatever you have, right, babe? That is totally correct, baby. When you talk about money, it's not so much about what you want to do as being able to do the things that you need to do. And if you can first do that, then, like my wife was saying about the envy and all those different things, it kind of goes away because uh, a lot of the times, you know, people say, oh, when I had money and then when I look back, I was really happier when I didn't have money. It wasn't maybe so much that. It was so much of all the responsibilities and things that come with that. And you're able to now look at it and say, you know what? I can do the things that I need to do, and I'm not so worried about all the wants that are out there. Oh, most definitely. Next, we got power, you guys. This does, in fact, get stronger when a person has financial security. And, you know, but it's a false power, really. You know, if that wealth diminishes or somehow goes away, God forbid, then quickly that power that you once had or you once knew, it can rapidly, excuse me, I'm having technical difficulty and I can't talk. That's just two whammies today. Um, it all can disappear altogether. So, you know, power, yeah, some people think they have it, but it's a false power. So don't look at that and see, oh, certain people and go, oh, my God, they're so powerful and they're wealthy and they got it going on and blah, 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 because it's just a false sense of power anyway. Really, you have power over yourself. You have power over your finances. You have power over your health. You have power over your situation, that type of thing. You really don't have power over other people or society or um, things in general. That is right, baby. Power is, uh, it's kind of funny because power is a powerful thing, and many people can let power kind of go to their head. But uh, there's another one, and that is fame and notoriety. You know, what fame, what is it really? And I would say that it's being recognized by many people. And a lot of people can be famous for the wrong reasons. You take your Charles Mansons and people like that who are famous for all the wrong reasons. Can a person or someone be famous for uh, just being a great person? Yes, I believe that you truly can. If you look at, say, Mother Teresa, this is a, a person who was greatly recognized over the entire world, baby, and it was for the many great deeds that she did. Or you look at a a person like uh, Nelson Mandela, and he was famous for what he stood for and throughout the whole world. And that in in and of itself is what I consider true fame, baby. 
Oh, most definitely. And then, you know, we got acceptance, baby. Acceptance by society, right? Society and its views on a person's status and stature um, has this underlying little way um, of taking a person and, you know, they putting the wealth and importance of that person on how the society looks at it. And, you know, the old saying that what have you done for me lately is sometimes, you know, it it can really get um, misconstrued because, in society, if you haven't done, you know, whatever is the biggest and most recent big deal or whatever it is, the society will look on you and say, you know what, nah, you really haven't done anything for me lately. So all of a sudden, you're not accepted by society. Well, the the bad thing in that is that a lot of people will look at that and they will say, you know what, since you haven't done that big thing, we're not going to look on you really highly, but then everyone else is looking at that person, and they're saying, you know, I really need to do like they did. I need that next big thing, that next big hit. So there is really no downtime for a person to rest, relax, and reflect on maybe your achievement or that thing that you, you know, that you were able to do and get prepared for the next one. And so all of a sudden there is constant pressure and different things on you from society and the acceptance then, you know, might fall and then all of a sudden you're seeing people and I think that we see that a lot in the press now where uh, people are really feeling bad and, you know, you turn to drugs and alcohol and different things because they don't feel that they were where they were supposed to be because society put them up on a pedestal, baby. That's the truth. And, you know, today, you guys, we are talking about fame, power, and money and what it really means and how you have to accept yourself. You have to lift yourself up. That's what this show is about today. We don't have a lot more time to spend on it because, you know, we only got an hour show. But if you want to talk more about it, definitely remember you guys can email us. You can uh, go to our MySpace, follow us on Twitter. But, you know, lastly and not least, the hype. Yes, that's just what it is, folks. It's hype, and do not buy into it. Um, we, we definitely want to cover this more in the future, but, you know, this show, you know, its main topic was really about accepting yourself, and that was the underlying message we wanted to um, share with you guys today, and we wanted to open up the floodgates on that. We're going to jump right on down in the hot topics, because remember, we got that special guest that we're bringing on, and we do not want to miss that. He'll be on with us in just about 10 minutes, so we're going to kind of blaze through hot topics, but there's some exciting stuff. Yes, baby, we got some great stories in the news. And uh, once you start it out, well, actually, I'll start it out with a Mandela deny, or dines with a jailer, and um, it's on the anniversary of his release. Now, Nelson Mandela, was in, he invited his ex-wife and one of his former jailers to dine this week to celebrate the 20th, baby, 20th anniversary of his release from prison. South Africa's first black president spent 27 years in prison under apartheid when a white minority ruled the country and jailed many political opponents. Most of his time behind bars was spent at the notorious Robben Island near Cape Town, an infamous penal island where prisoners were segregated by race and forced to do hard labor. His release on February 11, 1990 helped set South Africa on the path to democracy, Mandela, and then President F.W. de Klerk, who ordered his release, shared the Nobel Peace Prize on uh, in 1993, Mandela was elected president in the country's first all-race elections a year later. Those first elections of freedom are depicted in the now popular film called Invictus, uh, in which Morgan Freeman plays Mandela, who campaigned to host the 1995 Rugby World Cup as a move to unite his countrymen. On Thursday, Mandela 
held a private dinner at his Johannesburg home surrounded by anti-apartheid activists who were the first to greet him on his uh, release nearly 20 years ago. Uh, Cyril Ramfusa, a longtime ally and trade unionist who played a key role in the negotiations that helped end the apartheid, addressed Nelson Mandela in the proper way as Tata, or father. Wow, that was a really uplifting story, honey. And, and you guys heard that those first years of his freedom are depicted in a popular new film called Invictus. Make sure you check it out. Next we have a man was exonerated by DNA testing 33 years after his rape conviction. In a story that is becoming all too familiar these days, a man was recently exonerated by DNA evidence for a crime he was convicted of 33 years ago. Frederick Peacock, 60 years old, got the news at a hearing in Rochester, New York on Thursday. The good news came 28 years after he was released on parole mm. for an alleged raping of a Rochester woman in 1976. The exoneration came from the work of the Innocence Project affiliated with the Cardarzo School of Law. The project's co-director, Pete Newfield, was in court with Peacock and his attorneys when the judgment was handed down. If you want to know more about it, go to Google.com and put in this man, exonerated. 33 years later, it will pop up all kinds of stories, I'm sure. It's a very hot topic. Mr. Peacock and his family should be compensated. Any wrongfully convicted American who spends more than a year in prison should receive $10 million in cash is one person's opinion of it. We don't know if he's going to be compensated, but I agree with that person. Anybody who is serving even a day in jail should definitely, if they are innocent, be compensated. So check it out, you guys. No question, baby. That is big-time story. Now, another big story is the huge snowstorm that wallops D.C. and the Mid-Atlantic region. A blizzard battered the Mid-Atlantic region Saturday with emergency crews struggling to keep pace with the heavy, wet snow that is piled up on the roadways, toppled trees, and left thousands without electricity. The National Weather Service called the storm extremely dangerous. Officials urged people to huddle at home and stay out of the way of emergency crews. Forecasters said the storm could be the biggest in the nation's capital in modern history. A record two and a half feet or more was predicted for Washington. As early as Saturday, 10 inches of snow was reported at the White House, while parts of Maryland and West Virginia were buried under more than 20 inches. Forecasters expect snowfalls rates to increase up to two inches per hour through Saturday morning, blizzard warnings were uh, underway for the District of Columbia, Baltimore, parts of New Jersey, Delaware, and some areas of West Chesapeake Bay. So uh, Sunday, uh, Super Bowl, get inside and get warm. Wow, you guys. And oh, my God, last but not least, before we bring on this fantastic guest, we got Will and Jada Pinkett-Smith. They had a bad contract, I'm assuming is what they're saying, and it leads to some legal threats. But the Smiths are saying they are not to blame for the movie that didn't do well. The movie is called Human, The Human Contract. And um, when the news first broke out that Jada would be writing and directing her film, The Human Contract, some saw it as a breakthrough in the African-American community after all, except for Troy Bear. Um, who directed Nick Cannon in Love Don't Cost a Thing, there weren't that many high-profile actresses turned directors in the game. Well, guess what, you guys? I'm on the scene now, and I'm going to be trying to direct and everything. I'm doing it all. So I'm letting you know right now. I'm breaking the news on Infinite Love Talk Radio right here. You can call in live at 347-215-8305 to join the show or go into our chat room. Um, the completed film was first shown at the 2008 Canyon Film Festival, which is very prestigious. 
and um, it was hoping to land a distributor, and it didn't, and everyone was wondering why not with such a, a you know, high-profile people behind it, but Sony eventually picked it up, and um, they distributed it, but it went straight to DVD, and so now um, people are just kind of wondering how it's going to all play out. We wish Will and Jada Smith um, the ultimate death, and hopefully um, something will happen good for the movie. We haven't saw it ourselves, but I definitely don't. I'm going to check it out on DVD, because I'm sure whatever um, Jada is involved with, I'm sure it's a fantastic film, and Will itself as well. Um, we have our special guest that's going to be joining us just shortly, but right now we're going to take a quick break, everybody. Hey, everybody, we are back. Remember, the show today is all about money, power, and fame, and all that glitters may not be gold. Remember that, you guys, all that glitters may not be gold. Um, we're going to jump right on down into 60 seconds while we await our guests. And um, what is it? What are we doing, baby? 60 seconds today. Uh, am I jumping off first? Okay. Well, I'm going to jump in, baby, 60 seconds, and today I'm feeling that love feeling, so I got something for everybody who's feeling love out there. And I'm going to start it off and say love, that splendid thing, can't be defined, not even by a wedding ring. You can say it, but actions speak volumes over words. How can you show it? First, you must know it. Deep within is where you begin, not in the heart. That's where you end. Down in your gut is where it starts. Cupid has hit, and yeah, it's smart. You feel quaking in the knees. Love causes words like thank you and please. It's been around for ages, spoke of by gurus and sages, a four-letter word, unlike some of those that you may have heard. Harder than a diamond and deeper than the sea, I'll tell you plainly, love has just captured me. That's 60 seconds, everybody. <laughs> that was beautiful, honey. And I'm going to jump right on down into mine. Mine is, um, here we go. Hmm. Today's show is all about life in the fab lane, the money, the power, and the fame. Well, you're sitting here thinking about how many people waste their God-given talent chasing the dream. I want for everybody to realize their true worth and accept the things they cannot change, yet have the courage, wisdom, and knowledge to know the difference. We are all only human, and we are all not perfect. We strive to be. How come? <laughs> yeah, I wonder too. Here's a little thought just popped into my head. We are here because there is no refuge finally from ourselves. Until a person confronts himself through the eyes and hearts of others, he is running, 
Until he suffers them to share his secrets, he has no safety from them. Where else but on our common ground can we find such a mirror? Mm. Just a thought. Just a thought indeed. And that's 60 seconds for Jackie in D.C. You guys know you can call in live at 347-215-8305 at any time, and we can chat together. We have sports. We have guests coming on. We have a lot of exciting things. So stay tuned. I have something very special, you guys. I know you guys have been getting to check out some music. This one I'm going to play all the way through because I really, really, really think that um, you guys might really want to hear this. Hold on one second. I'm scrolling through the music, and this is called More Than My Pride, and this is by Mr. Bobby Finsley. Um, You guys are familiar with him. We're always playing his music. He's one of our artists. You just got to hear our lovely daughter, Shani, and Do Your Dance. And here we go. More than high production. This is the type of song that you that you dedicate to someone who you want to make things right with.
everybody. We are back. This is Jackie and Doug on Infinite Love Talk Radio, and we're getting ready to bring you a surprise special guest. He's a young man. He's nine years old, and his name is Douglas Christie, Jr. So he's making his debut right here on our radio station. He's actually getting his own show, and he will also have a web series as well. You can check him out at myspace.com forward slash mydougie. Um, or Dougie, and you will find him there. And um, here we go. He's an author of two books. But today we're going to interview him right quick while we await our other guests and also before we jump into sports. So, Douglas, um, you want to introduce yourself to the people? Hello, people. This is D-Man Short Productions. <laughs> this is D-Man Short Productions. He will have a small segment on our show as well. You guys will be looking forward to him, and he's going to tell you what his favorite sport is. What's your favorite sport? Wrestling. Why is wrestling your favorite sport? Well, they have the top five right now. Jeff Hardy, Master of Swanton Morrison, hits the Starship Pain, doing flips like he's never done before. Cena, SU, the five seven-time WWE champion, Randy Orton, is on the hunt to watch the World Rumble and breaks up with his tag team. Plus, Sheamus, the WWE champion, he's at the top of the list, but we'll see after WrestleMania or the Elimination Chamber. What will happen to Sheamus? We'll see. Yeah, see what I'm talking about? He knows what he's saying, you guys. This is our nine-year-old, and he is off the chain. Wrestling is definitely his favorite thing. He's actually nine years old on March 1st, and he will be going sometime in March to the WWE. So if you're out there listening to WWE, you got your little spokesperson right here. He's just like his dad, as you guys can see. You want to say goodbye to the people? Peace out, people. D-Man out. There you go, you guys. And we're going to jump right on back into our show. With that, I want to go ahead and leave you guys with another song right before we jump into sports. And you guys know we can listen to Bob Marley all day, every day. We get ready to welcome somebody special to the show. Who are we going to welcome, baby? Well, that would be uh, the one and only Wizzle. Wizzle, is listening for you. Are you out there? Is Bar, is he near? Is he on? Here, I'm here. There you <laughs> go, Wizzle. Hey, uh. I already know you must be uh, basting some meat. Super Bowl Sunday is uh, is right on the doorstep. Wizzle, what's happening? Oh man, we got a couple rabbits we shot, a couple squirrels. We about to jump. He's on there. Have some baby Roma tomatoes up in him and get with it. No question about it. Now, before we get into football and the Super Bowl Sunday. There's so much going on in sports. Uh, we got Floyd Mayweather and Sugar Shane Mosley Whistle May 1st. This may not be the mega fight that everybody wanted to see, but is this going to be an entertaining one? It is definitely an entertaining fight. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are torn in between uh, what their opinion is of this fight and of Manny Pacquiao because of the, uh, 
uh, despite uh, that fight, fight being postponed, but I believe that this will be a very, very good fight. Uh, I think that it's ultimately Shane's payday. It's his chance. Uh, it's a fight that he's been uh, itching for. It's been, what, 13 months since his last fight. Uh, again, we're talking about where people are, you know, are, are, are obviously uh, creating a nice uh, bit of money for themselves, but if you're not making now money, then money isn't the same. So, hey, you look for him to come out, be uh, super prepared. And uh, also uh, he was quoted as saying that uh, I'm stronger, bigger, and faster, and I'll have no problem disposing of Mayweather. So, hey, huge words. Uh, he's obviously uh, very confident, and uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to go down with this fight. I uh, totally agree with you. This should be one that we are going to keep talking about the weeks to come as we get closer to May 1st, no doubt about that. In the National Basketball Association whistle, the trade deadline is closing in always when you got the All-Star game on the horizon. Uh, I, I guess I would say the biggest one out there, and you know, there's many that have been talked about, but Amari Stoudemire. What, what, is, what do you think the possibilities are of him being traded? Obviously, if he went to a place like Cleveland, I, I mean, hands down, they, they would really uh, be looking to rule the Eastern Conference. What do you think the chances of, of Amari leaving uh, the Suns? I think those chances are very, very realistic. Uh, it's not that they don't respect the guy and all he does, the type of numbers, uh, the type of passion he plays with, uh, ultimately the type of employee he is. But I just think that at this point uh, it's, it's it's time for a change, and you got to redo everything. Uh, you know, you got to start over. you still got Steve Nash. you got some young talent there. And, and eventually you're going to have to turn everything over. It would just be a good time. To, to get rid of a good player and, and possibly get maybe two, three, or just two players and a, and a solid draft pick. And I think that would really help your franchise out. And, and you'd make Amari happy too. So uh, uh, it's very realistic of him getting loose. And uh, whatever team he goes to, we're talking about a lot of trouble. I, I mean, right now, you talk about the teams in the Eastern Conference that went to the finals. I mean, either, any one of those teams could easily use them. Uh, I'm sure Boston could really, really use them to shore up their front line and maybe get rid of some of the guys who haven't been working out for them. That's impressive. <laughs> I just get no to the question end. about that. Well, we're looking at uh, the Los Angeles Lakers now, one uh, interesting gentleman, uh, Chicago's Kurt Heinrich. I mean, uh, he's an interesting player that I really think could fit into the triangle offense really well. There have been some discussions. I, I don't think that this is maybe something that might happen by the trade deadline, but maybe in the offseason. And maybe the biggest talk is Bosch for Bynum. What do you think about that one? Well, obviously, that's huge. Uh, personally, I wouldn't do it. I really like Andrew Bynum. He's like one of few big men in the league who can approach the game at a certain certain level, and, and I'm talking about we're playing with amongst the best centers in the game in terms of his skill set. Uh, maybe he doesn't have everything in terms of mentally for, you know, in, in terms of uh, staying out and giving more minutes from, you know, innocent fouls and, and maybe some blunders and, 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 and bad reads, but I really think he's a huge talent. There's some uh, some you got to hold on to, and, and the intangible is that it seems like uh, the high school guys have been the best players in the league over the past uh, decade or so. So that's uh, something to keep your eyes out for. Uh, he's obviously a big deal, as is uh, Greg Oden. So we're talking about guys who really have the ability to finish 
and, and to, to play their position well. So it's not a knock against Chris Bosh. I really like him. He's just a very confident Lamar Odom, though, it seems to me. <laughs> well, one trade that I think is really a possibility, and people just watch out for this one, uh, Antoine Jameson to the Cleveland Cavaliers. If that doesn't go through, Troy Murphy, Wizzle, and I think this is one that could really help Cleveland. This is a big guy uh, along the uh, – uh, was a guy who used to play for Detroit, Lambeer. You know, uh, kind of tough, not overly tough maybe as Lambeer, but outside jump shot, pick and roll with uh, LeBron James. This could be a big trade if they don't get Jameson. And really I think that Troy Murphy fits better with Cleveland than Jameson does as, as he plays the three. What do you think about Murphy? Well, I, I really like uh, his game. Uh, your uh, comparison with Bill Lambeer is not a bad one. I mean, obviously he's – a physical guy, he doesn't back down, he's sure of his abilities, but he has a little bit more on the offensive side, he can put the ball on the floor and really take advantage of his mismatches. So I do like that. Obviously, obviously uh, Anton Jameson is a huge, uh, be a huge pickup. We're talking about a guy uh, that you don't have to win plays for, and that's obviously something huge. And, uh, and, and on a team where they share the ball like they do, I think they can only help him out. Uh, the, the key is, is what are you going to give up? Because you know you got to give up some booty to get a little booty. No question about it, and they better not give up too much because they seem to be clicking right now. So, uh, New Jersey Nets, uh, that just brings the, the radio show down when you mention the Nets. Four and 45, all I want to know was, are they going to break? It looks as it's possible, but uh, the record is nine wins. Uh, do you think they come in under that? You know, uh, I'm obviously uh, they have the chance. They're right there. Talent-wise, uh, you would think that any NBA team could, you know, amass 10 wins. And I, I'm sure that if I was in that situation, I'm, there's nights where we're going to go out here, I'm going to get hurt, and we're going to get a win tonight. Because, I mean, you think about it, it's like a win every three weeks. That's not going to do it. <laughs> That is just bad. The Nets, uh, I, I don't know. They have some talent, no question about it. Lopez, uh, I mean, they got a great point guard. They got a good draft pick in Williams. Uh, it just seems that when teams are bad like that, they find a way to lose. And every time I see a highlight, they happen to be winning or, or uh, leading in the second half, and all of a sudden they stupid fouls, getting in the penalty, and before you know it, another loss for the Nets uh, fan base. I feel sorry for all you guys out there who are Nets fans. Now, Wizzle, the Los Angeles Lakers are 0-2 this year against their rivals in the Western Conference. That would be the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Car uh, Carmelo Anthony less Denver Nuggets, that is. Uh, is there a cause for worry, do you think, in L.A., or uh, is this just a regular season? Um, both. Uh, obviously, it is the regular season, but the regular season, it does help you gauge, and uh, it helps build confidence for teams that aren't necessarily on the level of the Lakers. So if you come in, your championship team, you got your championship swagger, but you can't get it up today and you can't find the energy, I, I'm thinking that you know, maybe we're the next guys to take over because you figure the Lakers is the team that you need to knock off. Uh, that's obviously a, a huge confidence booster. No question about it. I think this is going to be one as uh, the Lakers start to get a little healthy. It's going to square it up. And 
looking at Denver, they played really well last night. But without Carmelo, I think when you add Carmelo, not that he hurts the team because he is the leading scorer uh, in the NBA or in the top three, but uh, guys play differently when you get the big dog back. And all of a sudden, Chauncey isn't as aggressive as he was last night, which was really big because there's no one over there that can really uh, uh, stick him. Or if you are, you got three guys and you got to give your fouls up to really uh, get him off of that three-point line. So it's going to be interesting going into the second half of the season watching the Western Conference, L.A. and Denver. Let's keep our eyes on that one. Now, Wizzle, the NFL, obviously this is the biggest weekend of the NFL Super Bowl, but there are a few things on the slate before we get to that. And first and foremost, the NFL work stoppage. Now, this is a possibility going into the offseason as both sides are uh, trying to negotiate and trying to figure out where they're going to land. Uh, my question is, if they do do something like this and after the season they can get together and both sides don't meet, uh, is this suicide for the NFL in this type of economy? Well, obviously it's huge, and I'm sure the economy is a a huge uh, deciding factor in what they're negotiating right now. Obviously, probably sales around uh, the the, the states haven't been uh, where they have been, Uh, obviously with Internet and and cable deals and all this and whatnot, football packages. It just seems more economical to to stay at home. Uh, You can be warm, use your restroom when you need to, get some food, and and everything is, is all under one tab, which seems to be, you know, right now the the most uh, defensive way to go in terms of protecting your pocket. So, uh, hey, this, these guys got to work it out. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of football fans out here, and I do think it'll take a small hit. Uh, but in the end, there's nothing else like football. You don't have uh, any other sports where guys are running out here and basically trying to kill kill each other. And uh, I think there's just a market for that. So uh, it gives other sports the opportunity to step up in terms of uh, boxing. Uh, MMA, which has been huge. Uh, obviously, soccer is, is starting to pick up and, 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 and develop some steam up here in Seattle. So there's, a, you know, obviously other avenues where you can go and enjoy yourself, but, hey, there's nothing like football. You are not lying about that. Now, baseball did this uh, in the in the early Recover. So NFL, hopefully they get the, everything together because uh, recovery could take some time right now with people, you know, like we said, the economy is a little sluggish. So be careful with that one. Hopefully they get it together. Uh, Kurt Warner was 12 seasons, one Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP, two league MVPs. Uh, obviously, I, I you got to put this guy in the Hall of Fame, hopefully. Uh, What can you say about Mr. Warner as he uh, hangs him up and retires? You know, I I was a little bit, you know, disappointed by hearing about that because, you know, the Cardinals is one of the teams I I like to follow, and I was obviously disappointed because you're losing such huge production. Um, But overall, you got to be happy for the guy. uh, Talking about a guy who started a – arena football league, uh, you know, going hardship, doing the, the grocery store thing and get a call up. And, and he had such a fine understanding of the game in terms of moving the ball and getting it out uh, and, and just keeping the ball moving and keeping the offense deadly. Uh, he's obviously a hero to a couple of cities, which is huge, and there's, there's not a lot of people who could say that. Um, he's Obviously, the numbers that he's posted, he's, he's Hall of Fame bound. He's a great guy. He's, he seems to put God first, family second, which is all obviously huge in, in everyone's eyes. And, uh, hey, I'm extremely proud of him. 
and I wish him the best. You know, Liner, does this say that, that he's the next guy, or is this just Kurt Warner retiring? Can, can Liner, because I, I always thought coming out of USC, I mean, that's a professional football, ask me, but, uh, that he would come into the NFL and really do well. It seems like he's had, you know, a uh, little bumps and bruises. Obviously, you bring in Kurt Warner, who, uh, even if he decided to play again this year, is really at the top of his game. Uh, do we think that Liner's ready? He can step in and lead this ball club. Well, obviously they have the talent, but the point is, is that you got to have a conductor and a maestro that operates a lot like Kurt Warner in terms of distributing the ball. I mean, we're talking about uh, the past few years he's had three receivers that have all had 1,000 yards, which is and we're talking about the better quarterbacks in the league usually don't distribute numbers like that, uh, you know, among among the troops, uh, which is that's a huge first factor. Secondly is the fact that I know, that you know what to do, and, and he's so professional. Uh, obviously, his numbers and everything speaks for himself, and there was never a, time, a point where you could doubt him because if he has the time and he throws the ball, it's it's pretty much a, a catchable ball, and it's the right play. So, uh, uh, obviously, Leiter has huge shoes to fill, uh, does tremendous uh, shape-ups in terms of to their offense because now you got to dedicate uh, your line and your defensive schemes or your offensive blocking schemes for a left-handed guy. So uh, you guys got to start getting used to catching balls that are counterclockwise rather than clockwise. There's a lot of intricacies that go in along with that. But uh, obviously he's sat behind Kurt. I think that uh, being under a veteran really, really helps you. You can kind of ease your way into the position. But, hey, he's thrusted into it now, and I'm curious to see what he's going to do. But I don't expect the same Cardinals. Oh, man, that's going to be a shame. And that's the same for the quarterback in uh, Minnesota, Jackson, being under Brett Favre. It is always good for a guy to get a little tutelage, especially when you come in uh, with such high acclaim as Liner. Now, uh, Cincinnati, they got some news coming out of Cincinnati, and that is Ocho Cinco says, T.O. is coming to Cincinnati. Now, that would be one heck of some receivers. Ocho Cinco on one side, T.O. on the other side. What do you think the possibility is of that happening? And then what do you think about the ability for those two to live together out there on the football field? Uh, obviously, I, I, it's two huge egos. I do believe they could coexist. I mean, you look at Hushmanzada and, and Chad when they were playing there together. And that trio of uh, also with Carson Palmer, it just makes a deadly matchup. It really, really uh, stretches the field in terms of what you need to do defensively because you gotta, you gotta, these guys have to be accounted for, and that that ultimately gives uh, room to the Cedric Benson in the running game and and the type of timing and and the type of blocking that you can really set up. So obviously, it's huge. I believe that T.O.'s at a point in his career where he realizes that. Uh, it's time to get it going. We could coexist. And aside from uh, from Donovan McNabb, there probably hasn't been a better quarterback to you know to catch a ball from. Uh, obviously, he put up huge numbers with Tony Romo, but uh, I think that Carson Palmer is the type of guy who uh, could ob- obviously find him, uh, keep him happy. And uh, I'm a little West Coast biased, but that Pac-10 thing really has something to say with it too. No question about it. That could be real interesting. Well, when you look at uh, Super Bowl Sunday, Whistle, it is upon us. Uh, what do you say, Mr. Breeze, Mr. Peyton? Uh, Peyton Manning, Dwight Freeney may be out. What is the update on him first and foremost? 
Well, uh, obviously he didn't practice uh, today or yesterday. He didn't practice. Um, I believe that they're doing everything they can to get him out there, and I do believe that he's going to run out there and give it a go. Uh, I mean, you couldn't blame a guy for going out there and at least seeing, because obviously he's in a bit of pain. But it's, it's worth going out there and see what I can contribute. Um, in the event that he doesn't play, uh, they really, really have a guy that's been playing well behind him, uh, Jermon Bushrod, which is a left tackle. He's uh, actually uh, plays a lot like Freeney. Uh, he's in key possessions with series, uh, just in terms of dropping back in the passes. He really does and, and brings a, a, a different type of variation to playing that position. So, uh, And another thing to keep your eyes on is that he's been going against uh, – He'll be going against his left tackle for the Saints, who's been having some problems of late. And uh, that's something to keep your eye on because, you know, obviously these schemes and when they try to sneak Freeney in, uh, but it's going to be something else because they still got a lot of guys who are quick, high-motor guys, and I I just think that they're not accepting in any excuses. So, you know, one guy goes down, next guy step in, do your job. Real simple stuff. Well, Indiana, New Orleans, you're talking Hoosiers. You are talking the Big Easy, the Who That Nation. Uh, the big question, Whistle, is who is going to win? Give us a prediction. Tell us something that we don't know, man. Well, first and foremost, I would like the Saints to win. I think that their city deserves it. I think that uh, obviously they're playing at a high level right now. But let's be honest about it. We're playing. Uh, they're playing against uh, – probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever go down that will be going down in history. Uh, and the thing that really, really uh, impresses me about Peyton is the fact that when they come out of huddles, they run their series in such a way it seems to, like, blow the defense to sleep. You know, like they come out 13, 14 seconds, and they really let the clock tick down, uh, assess everything, and they really, really make it hurt when you're on defense. So uh, I, I'm really picking the Colts. Tomorrow, I, I think that it could maybe get out of hand, uh, maybe by halftime. I'm just being honest. I mean, I'd, I'd like to see a great Super Bowl. I just think that the Colts uh, don't have any excuses. I think they're coming in ultimate, ultimate professionals. Uh, they've been here before. They have experience. They know what's at stake. And I don't think that uh, Manning comes out of this without a ring. You know, uh, they, they asked me on the radio, and I had to agree with you because if you cannot get to Peyton Manning, I just don't think that you have an opportunity to beat him because they were talking about the fact that New Orleans puts up so many points. But the key is Peyton Manning will score every time if you do not get to him. That will be a field goal. That will be a touchdown. And there will be more touchdowns than there are field goals. This could be a very high-scoring event, Whistle. New Orleans, what do you think the, the key is for them, obviously, scoring points? in uh, getting to Peyton Manning, but that, that key that might put them over the hump, because I agree with you. I, I'm seeing Indy, uh, I, I know it's a little bit, you know, going the wrong way with what everybody's feeling, but if New Orleans is going to win, who's going to have to be that guy? Is it Breeze? Is it Reggie Bush? Who do you think is going to be that guy? Well, obviously, uh, it's, I, I, I believe it's a team concept. You guys have to, if I'm talking to the Saints and the Saints Nation out there, you guys have to Really take advantage of your possessions. You have to run the ball. You got to keep Peyton on the sideline. You got to keep their defense out there, and you got to score points. You know that that's the major thing is possessions because when it comes down to it, there isn't a better possession quarterback in the league 
when it, uh, when it comes to scoring points with an offense. And obviously he showed you uh, last week that it – or not last week, but when they played the Jets, that it's, it doesn't take a lot of time to order to turn our game. So uh, there's something to keep your eyes on uh, that's huge. And I, I just think that uh, the team and, and the whole concept is, is key. No question about it. Now, do you see New Orleans taking a couple of, well, I want to say cheap shots. I'll call them penalty shots uh, against Peyton, putting him on his back. They did it a few times uh, against Brett Favre. And, you know, whether that gets him out of his uh, his rhythm or makes him think for that extra second or just get tired in the second half, uh, they've been talking about it. But do you see uh, now the NFL is obviously going to be looking. You'll probably see some flags flying. Do you really see them doing that? Well, I, I look for them to be physical and play at a high level, and and if that entails getting to the quarterback and, and putting a lick on him, that's what you're supposed to do. That's your task. That's your job. Uh, I expect them to take it uh, 150% more serious than they did the regular season. Hey, we're talking about extra incentives, uh, a ring, and an extra the bonus money wouldn't be bad either. And aside from the accolade you get from uh, playing right now and the 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 just the chance that you might not be back again. So yeah, I expect them to be physical. I expect the guys to to really look at what the Jets did in terms of disturbing uh, Peyton Manning, some of the, uh, the the timing for the offensive plays. And uh, the bottom line is that you can't give Peyton Manning or the defenders a uh, uh, three three seconds or so to to try to stick one of those guys because uh, their, their receiving core is dangerous. Uh, I look for Reggie Wayne to have a big day because obviously he's a uh, Flying under the radar, he's like really one of the better players in the league. Uh, he's really tough and durable, and it seems like him and Peyton uh, picked off where Marvin Harrison and Peyton had left off. So uh, something to keep your eyes on. No question. Super Bowl Sunday is here. You heard it here. Indianapolis says the Wizzle. Wizzle, before I let you go, uh, the PGA Tour, should they give Tiger Woods a timeline for coming back. Is this a business decision? Is this something that you might think that they should do and say, hey, you got one week to tell us if you're coming back or not so that we can plan ahead? What do you think about that? Uh, obviously, it is a business decision. Uh, the numbers have been hurt drastically. Uh, it obviously, it's good for golf because it gives other golfers the opportunity to step their games up and uh, to, to find new plateaus without without somebody out there and stretching things way out of, of this report. So uh, I think it's ultimately good for golf. Um, I'm not sure if it's ethical or if it's legal or what's what's the, the small writing on the back of a PGA Tour card because uh, obviously if you earn your card, I don't know if it's good for a year or whatever. Obviously Tiger needs to straighten himself up, and if they're going to find him or take his tour card, so be it. He can go the, the bottom route and come back in and take off. So, um it is a business decision for golf. Golf is taking a huge hit right now, ladies and gentlemen, because there is no Tiger Woods. That is not a lie. Hopefully Tiger gets back out there or starts his own tour, one of the two. But, Wizzle, as always, we appreciate your insight into the world of sports. Super Bowl Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, is here. The Wizzle predicts Indianapolis will be celebrating Hoosier style. Until next week, Wizzle, we'll see you same place, same time, different time. Excuse me. It'll be 5 o'clock. Thank you very much. Wizzle. Rice, peas, rabbit, and squirrel. I'm about to damn start tearing their fur out now. I'm out. You guys were joining in the Infinite Love Talk Radio. We had a ball with you guys. You heard those guys take the Super Bowl Sunday. We hope you 
watching with his partner, Greg. Too bad T ain't going to be in town. We miss you, T. But they will be watching. I got New Orleans. I don't even watch football, but I'm going against the grain. Please, take care. Since we got to